What's going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. Thanks for joining us on a Friday. How you guys doing? How's your week? You getting through? You ready for the weekend? Hopefully everyone had a nice week out there. Get going through uh, having a nice Friday. Today is the uh, 26th. We are almost done with February already. And uh, on today's show, we're going to do a deep dive. It is Deep Dive Friday. So we'll uh, go ahead and talk some Premier League soccer. Uh, going back and looking at these uh, deep dive shows, we are 4-2-1 and one since we've started our uh, deep dive Fridays. I think we started them the last week, last couple weeks in December, uh, right around that time. 4-2-1 and one overall. The NHL, we're 3-1. and one. NFL, we are 1-1. One and, one. and in the Premier League... We are 0-0-1. We've given one Premier League game, and it was a draw. So I thought that it would be good to get some soccer back in the mix, get some Premier League back in the mix. But uh, again, 4-2-1, 66% through the last uh, seven weeks of picking. What does that mean? Does that mean we can expect 66% throughout the course of my picks? Does that mean we're always going to go two for three or along that, that, that percentage? No. That doesn't mean that at all. That means we're getting a little hot. We've had a nice couple of weeks, but I think there's a, a a misrepresentation out there, especially on Twitter, about what good handicapping results look like. And they the expectations of people now coming into this industry who are either trying to do it seriously and make some money, or still just are doing it for fun, but you know, and putting a couple dollars out there. Everyone's getting this bad information. And a lot of people who don't understand that 70% is not attainable, a lot of these guys on Twitter may have you thinking otherwise. Now, this topic is probably a show in itself, but the idea of going 60%, 70% actually over the long run is not ideal. Like A lot of people want you to believe that the, the more they win, the better they are. But really, and, and, and first of all, the whole idea of people posting their win percentages is crazy anyway, because that's assuming the whole 55% winning percentage, you know, to, to make money that we often hear, that's if you're betting minus 110 games every single game. If you bet only one minus 150 game, and then the rest of your games during the month are minus 110, that's still going to throw off your equilibrium. You're not going to have the same win percentage or break-even percentage as someone else. So first off, that that that's it's so it, it, it's kind of distorted. Everyone's touting their win percentages. It's like, wait a minute, you know, I, I see several people on Twitter claiming they're winning 65% of their games, but they only give out favorites. So it's like, okay, you're going 65%. You're still probably not even breaking even. You know, a lot of... Not even understanding how this, you know, works. But uh, either way, um, you know, it's it's not... Break-even percentage and winning percentage is unique based on the kind of games you play. So if you hear anyone out there saying, yeah, we're 55%, it's like, great, what's your average bet? Or anyone out there saying, yeah, we're 70%, it's like, great, what's your average bet? Because here's the thing. Really, the one point that I'm getting to for all this... The, the win percentage and the, the people lying about how good they are is that it's assumed a lot of people are betting minus 110 games. If someone says we're 57%, we're profitable, it's assumed they're betting only minus 110 games, okay? The only issue with that is if someone's claiming to be 60, 65%, well, with minus 110 games, 
if you can truly identify the difference in 55% bets, 57% bets, 59% bets, all these different small percentage bets, if you can identify that truly and you understand what's going on in the market, if you're going 65%, that means you're ignoring everything below that that's a winning percentage. That means you're ignoring every bet that's a 60% winner and a 59% winner and a 58% winner and a 57, 56, 55, all the way down to 53.5%. That means you're ignoring all those. The idea of going 65% on minus 110 games actually means you're leaving an incredible amount of money on the table. And it's hysterical. You know, these people, these young people coming into Twitter who think they understand betting, they don't. It's very clear through these win percentage things. So I just wanted to put that out there real quick. You know, we don't often talk win percentage, overall records. For that very reason, I'm not going to celebrate an 8-0 run because my dog could pick eight games in a row. And I'm not going to get on myself for going 0-8 because any good professional out there has a streak where they drop eight in a row. Now, we haven't done that on the show, but my point is we're not going to celebrate small winning streaks or get down on small losing streaks. So either way, let's get back to uh, Concept Friday, talk about some Premier League soccer. The game we're going to be going over this weekend is Chelsea taking on Manchester United. Big game. It's on Sunday morning. Chelsea, Man U. Before we get into that, special thanks to Better Edge, the new place for everyone to start making your sports bets. Online, betteredge.com. Now, why would everyone start making their sports bets there? Why would you drop what you're doing at your at your current sports book and go over to Better Edge? First of all, Better Edge isn't even a sports book themselves. Now, you can make sports bets there, but they're not necessarily a sports book, meaning they operate legally in a lot of states where sports betting isn't quite legal yet. So that's the first thing is they're just available in a lot of your guys' states who can't legally bet sports yet. The second thing is because they're not a sports book, there is no house tax. There is no VIG. There's not that little pesky 2% tax that no one out there can beat. The only reason why you always hear that no one can beat the house long term is because the VIG. If you take that VIG away, everyone's betting risk-free. That's exactly what Better Edge is offering. So whether you're a professional, a seasoned pro, or you just got into sports betting, I guarantee you're going to make more money and like betting more at Better Edge. And now put in promo code SHARP. You're going to want to, when you're signing up, you're going to want to use promo code SHARP. That's SHARP with a P. That's going to get you 10 free dollars in your account. And that 10 bucks is rollover free. So get there's no risk here. Sign up to Better Edge. Start betting VIG free for a free $10. If you don't like it, fine. Go back to your old sports book. But I think everyone listening likes making money. That's exactly what Better Edge gives you the opportunity to do, much more so than the average sports book. So check them out online, betteredge.com. That's B-E-T-T-O-R Edge. Uh, and use promo code SHARP. All right, let's get into today's handicap. Manchester United traveling to Chelsea. Now, the opening line for this, the uh, well, I'll say the market line. The market line for this is Chelsea plus 115, Manchester United plus 240, and the draw is also plus 240. Now, for those who are not very familiar with soccer, this is the three-way money line. This is the most popular bet you can make in soccer, either team to win or for the draw to happen. That's what we're going to be focusing on today. So what it means when the home team is plus 115, usually that means these teams are right around the same. They're about even ranked, whether they're both really good, both average, both very bad. If the home team 
is plus 115, that means these teams are very similar according to where the market has them. So that's kind of a nice starting point. We know the market has Chelsea and Man City very, very similar rated. Now, let's just go see where we have these teams rated overall without taking any other factors into account. And I posted, by the way, I posted these ratings last week on on Twitter. Uh, give us a follow at Sharp Angle Pod if you aren't already. But we posted these last week on Twitter. And, you know, th- it's about a week old in terms of the ratings, but it's still pretty fresh. It's still pretty similar to where I have these teams right now. Uh, I had Manchester United rated a 9.05 and Chelsea rated an 8.97. So I do have these teams very, very similar. So I do agree with that, at least starting off where these teams begin in our handicap. So you may say, okay, Tyler, if Chelsea's plus 115 and your starting line is around Chelsea plus 115, there's not much value in this bet. Why would we be handicapping this game? And... That would be a valid point and something fair to say, to which I would say, yes, I agree. You know, right now we don't see much wiggle room, but there's a lot of factors we haven't talked about that will push this over the edge one way or another. Let's start off talking about the coaching matchup. And man, <laughs> I did not ever think I'd be saying this. I think Gold Gunner, the manager for Man U, actually, in this specific game, has a bit of an edge over Thomas Tuchel. Now, it's funny because a couple years ago, when was that? It seems like only two, about two years ago or so, where old Gunnar Solskjaer got hired at Man U. I didn't think he had long at all. You know, he was the interim coach, got promoted. I was like, it's only a matter of time until someone else is filling in here. And he has done such a good job at Man U. I mean, he's answered all the questions, done a great job bringing transfers in. People want to play for him. He has shattered expectations. Well, in a good way, shattered expectations. And Thomas Tuchel, you know, he spent years at PSG. This guy knows everything about international soccer. I mean, he's such a good coach. You know, I think he goes into any league right now, whether it's La Liga, Serie A, the Premier League, and he's automatically like a top three, top four manager. Okay? So... It's interesting that given the circumstances, I actually think Ole Gunnar Solskjaer for Man U has a bit of an edge here. Why is that? Okay, This doesn't have to do with how good these guys are intrinsically as head coaches or managers, but this has everything to do with what's been going on the last couple of weeks. Now, let's focus on Chelsea first. Okay, Thomas Tuchel fills in for Frank Lampard at Chelsea. Frank Lampard fired, in comes Thomas Tuchel, a world-renowned manager, expected to, to change things immediately. And they do. Chelsea's looked un... They haven't lost a game since Thomas Tuchel's taken over, right? But the only issue for Chelsea is that Thomas Tuchel has come in and immediately implemented his ideal strategy. Chelsea has begun playing the way Thomas Tuchel wants them to play, but the issue is they're putting out there for the whole world to see their ideal strategy, their ideal lineup, their ideal formation, their ideal way to move the ball from the back to the front, how they use their midfield, how they're going to finish things in the final third. All of this has been put out there. I mean, to use a poker term, you know, their, their cards have been shown. Everyone understands what Chelsea wants to do. So it's actually a mismatch here because Thomas Tuchel has been very clear, very obvious how he wants Chelsea to play. Meanwhile, Manchester United and Old Gunnar Solskjaer, they have a lot up their sleeves. They have a lot of things they can change on a game-to-game basis. And that's, sim- that's, that's no knock against any coach or manager. That's just what happens. That's the nature of things. 
Okay, you're more flexible. You're more adaptable when the coach is there for a longer time. The more Thomas Tuchel gets to know Chelsea, the more he will be able to flex things, change things game to game. But you can't walk in, implement this whole strategy, start getting the team to play a certain way, and then all of a sudden change it for one game. You can't do that if you're a new manager. And man, you, for old, Gunner, for old Gunner, he can do that as much as he wants, as drastic as he wants. So that's the first thing in this game. It's actually, if a lot of people grade the coaching matchup, they may, on the surface, give Thomas Tuchel an edge. But if you look at what's going on around this game, I think you have to look at Man U and give Old Gunner Solskjaer a bit of an edge in the uh, uh, managerial matchup. All right, now, uh, if Chelsea has struggled at all this year, you look back from Frank Lampard to even these last couple games, Chelsea struggles when they play teams who are very good offensively, who are efficient offensively, who can hold the ball, push the ball up, and, and press high on defense. But mainly, Chelsea will struggle against teams who can score. And Man United is the number one overall scoring offense in the Premier League. Okay, Manchester United is number one overall scoring they're the number all they're the number one overall offensive efficiency team and a stat that i keep they're the number one final third creativity team it's a very good stat that i've developed the last couple of years it's called final third creativity and i've found that it's overwhelmingly predictive on how teams score and how much teams score and manchester united number one in that stat now chelsea in those same stats number six in terms of offensive efficiency and number five in terms of final third creativity so they're good not great manchester united just on a different level in those categories and one thing that i think isn't talked about enough in soccer at all, much less for teams like this at Man U, is the role of the midfield. You know, midfield often gets overlooked. We always focus on the defense, the back four, the back three. How are they going to contain? Are they going to let any goals in? Are they going to be, you know, that stiff wall they need to be? And then we focus on the guys up front, the goal scorers, the, the forwards. But the midfielders often get overlooked, and they're some of the most important guys on the field. You know, they have to do both, finish and play defense. They are the filter. They're the gateway for things to get out of the back line up to the front line. It's got to go through someone, and it goes through the midfield. And then obviously, the midfield has to be structured and not let any breaks happen on the other way. So the midfield is doing a lot during these games, and they don't get near enough attention. And Man use midfield. These last couple of weeks have been on fire, and no one's talking about that enough. It's not just what they're doing defensively. It's not just that they can finish in the final third. It's that midfield, and it gets overlooked so often, and I think that's going to be the key for this game. Manchester United's midfield efficiency and not letting Chelsea do what they want to when they get the ball. All right, let's talk some injuries here. Um, Donny Van de Beek and Edinson Cavani, both expected to return for Man U. Big guys expecting to come back for uh, Man United. And uh, for Chelsea, Thiago Silva still out um, for, uh, for the Blues. So not that many injuries, but if anything, Man U getting a little healthier. Now keep in mind, Paul Pogba's still out for Man United, but he's been out for a couple weeks. And last, my last kind of factor on this game in point here is that Chelsea is the hottest team right now in the Premier League, okay? Everyone who casually bets the Premier League or seriously bets it, I, they have all their focus right now on the Blues because Chelsea's the hottest team, new manager, it seems like they're making things work, but this is when you want to sell teams. You want to buy high, sell low, or you want to buy low, sell high. And would we really be selling Chelsea any higher than they are right now. This may be the highest Chelsea's ranked in the market all year long. 
Okay, this isn't necessarily a whole man use being disrespected. I just think everyone's a little too high right now on Chelsea. So let's get to the bet. Let's get to what my final bet is. Uh, so by the way, my, my starting line was very similar to the, to the closing line here. I had a round Chelsea plus 115 for my opening line. Okay. But my closing line is Chelsea plus, I said minus, I meant plus, uh, Chelsea, the market has Chelsea plus 115, Manchester United plus 240. I have Chelsea plus 135, Manchester United around plus 220. So we're not actually going to take the three-way money line here. Okay. That's always a good indication to where teams are. We are going to take Manchester United plus a half or draw no bet. Now that's written different on different websites. I know on like MGM, uh, bet MGM, it's written as double chance on uh, DraftKings. It's a spread bet for plus a half. But the idea is that Manchester United cashes our bet if they either win or the game ends in a draw. Okay. And that's currently paying minus 120. So our bet is Manchester United minus 120 plus a half or double chance. Okay. So once again, Manchester United plus a half double chance against Chelsea. This game is on Sunday morning. What time is it on Sunday? Let's look that up real quick. Sunday morning. Chelsea's playing at. Come on now. Come on. Why is this always so hard to do? All right, there we go. Uh, 8.30 a.m. Pacific, uh, 11.30 a.m. Eastern. 8.30 Pacific, 11.30 Eastern, Sunday morning. We've got Man U plus a half, minus 120. All right, that does it for Friday's show, Deep Dive Friday. Hope you guys enjoyed it, and hopefully we go ahead and cash there. Whatever you have going tonight, tomorrow, good luck. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the Sharp Angle Podcast.